You're listening to the Script Lab Podcast. I'm Shaney Edwards. Today I sit down with first-time writer-directors Tyler Nilsson and Michael Schwartz to talk about their heartfelt new film, The Peanut Butter Falcon. It stars Shia LaBeouf, Dakota Johnson, and newcomer Zach Gotzigan. According to Tyler and Michael, writing the script was the easy part. Getting people to read it, well, that was pretty challenging. Listen to find out the creative way they got producers to request their script. Hi, Tyler. Hi, Michael. Hey, Shania Edwards. How are you? <laughs> Hello. Um, so we're talking about the Peanut Butter Falcon, and it's just a lovely, lovely film. And we are on the Script Lab podcast. Just want people to know. <laughs> are you co-hosting this? Uh, I'm not not co-hosting it. Okay. Shaney and I have come here to interview you, Michael. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So tell us about your mother. In your relationship? I have a really good relationship <laughs> with my mother. Um, although I'll say she kind of was bummed when I started to try and make movies with Tyler. And I think just this week, she's like, all right. <laughs> all right. Mike's mom, Mike's mom has become the most proud mom. She like will call... Uh, and be like, hey, Michael, did you know that your photo on IMDb is blurry? Like, stuff like that. <laughs> I, think she's, I think she's got a Google yeah. alert set. It's kind of embarrassing, yeah. but it's really sweet. Yeah. She's went from you should have been a doctor to major fangirl yeah. um, in the space of, like, three weeks. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. But she must love this film. Well, she does. Yeah. And she I'll does. speak about my mom now. Yeah. Uh, my mom uh, has not seen the film, but... Uh, because I want her to see it in theaters, really. I don't want her to, to watch it like mm-hmm. on her phone, you know. Um, but she, we tried to get her quote. She was like, I'm sure this is the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> For the poster. We tried to get it on the poster. <laughs> quote, I'm sure this is the greatest movie of all time. Unquote, Tyler's mom before seeing the movie. But they didn't They didn't think it was it was worthy enough to use the quote on the posters. So. Okay, well, it made it to the podcast, so. All right, here Perfect. we go. So tell me a little bit about your background. How did you guys meet? How did you start writing? One of you is an actor, or both of you? I had done in front of the camera stuff. Uh, I wouldn't say I was a successful actor, but I was sometimes cast as a guy in a coca-cola commercial holding a bottle and smiling so if you call that we're so good at it though that was really sweet yeah Yeah, one time i was a guy wearing an nfl jersey in commercial nfl jersey guy one so um, that was my acting experience um that was fun and then i was behind the scenes like more editor and sometimes camera operator in chief editor in chief yeah editor in chief (laughs) And so how did you guys meet and decide you wanted to write a screenplay? Uh, I had just come off, I was, I had been on a boat in Samoa living a really kind of wild life. I had um, been doing like adventuring out in the South Pacific and I had really bad staph infections and couldn't live out in the South Pacific anymore. So I had to sort of resort to dream number two. And so I was like, okay, I can't do this. This is all I ever wanted to do, but I could make movies maybe I'll make surf movies or something and so I moved to LA and kind of uh tooled around in my car for a year living in my car and then finally moved into a a little apartment in Santa Monica and uh found basically in the parking lot a dude unpacking his bags too and I was like hey what's your name who are you and found out Mike had just ridden his bike across the country for fun and danced on a street corner in Canada for four months and made a film about it and was, <laughs> I'm a pretty good dancer yeah, I'm a pretty yeah, good dancer and was living his own wild and unique life and uh, I recognized a crazy in him that I uh, felt like I had in myself and basically was like well I guess we're best friends now and then he was sort of like I'm slow to that give me six months and then six months later he was mm-hmm. like I guess we're best friends. yeah we were uh, we lived 
in the same apartment building in Santa Monica, half a block from the beach. So that six month later thing, I don't know if you remember this, I was running down the beach and you were running the other way. We high fived without saying anything and I was like, oh, I mean, that's it, I guess. I guess we're best friends I guess we're best friends now. (laughs) That's fantastic. Um, So this movie, uh, The Peanut Butter Falcon, it's struck me as sort of a modern, you know, retelling or a modern interpretation of a Mark Twain story, a Huck Finn, Type of thing. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, maybe you can tell me a little bit about that and why you you chose that kind of a story. Um. Yeah. I uh, mean, classic classic literature. I think is just a tone that is really fun to watch and even to read. To to read yeah, yeah. To, to read to watch. But yeah. like, there's it's something that feels very different from where I am every day in in Los Angeles. And I think when Tyler and I choose projects, it's a lot of where do you want to live while you're writing this for your a year? Mind's in it, you know, as a script writer, you know, like yeah, you're writing it, so you're literally thinking of it and creating it. And then what do you know? So like Tyler grew up on the Outer Banks of North Carolina, which has barges and boats and rope swings, waterways and, wild and characters and old men named Winky who are like, get out of my fish house, you know? Like I know Winky; he's a friend of mine. So like, just kind of we we wanted to do that. Uh, that also being said, I love. Huckleberry Finn. I really liked what Mark Twain did on that river, um, and uh, with with those stories, they were affecting on me and those characters and those characters. And and then I always w- wondered what it would be like if he had made a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, what would it be like if we could see the visuals of that? What would he have made it look like? So when we were in the writing process, you know, I, I would write on the wall what would like. Not, it was like what would Mark? What would the movie Mark Twain? Is something to the effect of basically how would Mark Twain have done this one? You know. And and that cross pollinated with we set out to write it for Zach Gottsagan, who's the lead actor with Down syndrome. So a lot of things that he's into and really authentic to him, like lines of dialogue or things that he said to us. Wrestling is an obsession of his in real life. Um, so a lot of that just cross pollinated with things that we're interested in. Yeah, he's fantastic in it this was, movie. He's, he's, I mean, he's been studying acting since he was three. He didn't he didn't like luck into this. He studied acting. He went to a performing arts high school. He's an usher in a movie theater because he likes to be close to the movies. He teaches acting at his local Jewish community center. Yeah, like he's dedicated yeah. his life to it. And we knew him. Uh, we were making short films with him at a camp for people with and without disabilities in Los Angeles. And he wanted to be a movie star. And we kind of had that conversation, like, that's really difficult for anybody. Writing a script is really difficult. Getting a movie made is really difficult. Also, there's not a lot of characters written for people with disabilities. And he just said, let's Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it together. All three of us. Let's go. Wow. Mike Mike and I, uh, we had been telling stories. um, You know, we had made a short film that we tried to to make a, a feature. Like, it was an interesting approach. Like, we made a short film called The Moped Diaries. And it's 10 minutes and we sort of broke it down in the, in a, in a feature, uh, arc. So like we were aware of like the beats and the things we wanted to happen around the certain times. And we wanted to see if essentially we knew we couldn't really make a feature at that time. We had to make a 10, a 10 minute long feature. And, um, that was our first short film. And then when we made a feature, it maybe felt like we did it better. Oh, sorry. Uh, Um, so we had to go and learn how to, tell uh, a narrative in a space that was 90 to 120 minutes long and that's a different game you know like like this podcast is 
10, 15 minutes or whatever. Like there's a way we talk about things and we know we got bullet points to hit and we're going to, there's a rhythm to it. If it was three minutes, we'd tell that, that rhythm would be different and we'd tell the stories quicker and more efficiently. And then at 90 minutes or a hundred minutes, you get to shift and change and let it out and do some character development. And, um, that was really fun for us. Mike and I went to the, the library in downtown LA and checked out a bunch of books and we were like, we have to figure out how do you, we, we knew how to tell stories at 30 seconds for commercials. Mike comes from an edit and commercial background and I had done commercials. We knew how to do 90 seconds. We knew how to do, we had just done a 10 minute thing and then now it's like, let's do something longer and how do we stretch that story out? So that was, that was kind of our approach. Wow, I love that you went to the library. Oh, there's, there's so much information out there. Like you're just giving the information giving away. The, information away. Yeah. And the internet, like you watch YouTube videos. Like yeah. how did this work? Yeah. Oh, masterclass, masterclass, like is dope. You can sit with Aaron Sorkin and take a college course for like a hundred dollars. Like you can't even buy a book in a college, yeah. uh, you know, a, a place in a college that sells, you know, sells, what is a, what a college, whatever they sell bookstore. books, a bookstore. <laughs> yeah. What are those things called again? Yeah. Uh, you can't buy a book in a college library for pay, um, aka a bookstore for less than 300 bucks. Like information now is so readily available and cheap. I mean, there's, there's audio books that I, I would go to the gym and just geek out on breakdown of, you know, what do they always break down? Like the Godfather and, um, I don't know, just different characters and things that worked. And I'd come back and be like, Tyler, I just heard this. Yeah. Like for example, right now, if you're listening to the script lab podcast hosted by Shaney Edwards, you might be getting a one-on-one -on -one tutorial on how Tyler Nilsson and Michael Schwartz wrote the peanut butter Falcon. <laughs> totally our code. Exactly. Yeah. So you got these books, you read them, you knew you had to do a long narrative feature. Yeah. So what was the hardest part? Like what did you kept bump on that you had to figure it out? I will say the writing was the easiest part. Um, it was uh, the easiest part because it was, there were a lot of voices. It was Mike and I, it doesn't cost money to write. It's something that you can do quietly alone by yourself with a napkin and a pencil or, you know, thank the Lord. I had a MacBook and final draft, but yeah, that was the easiest part where you can go, I can go in and be like, Hey Mike, what do you think of this? And he's like, Oh, that's kind of rad. What if we try it like that? And I was like, Oh, that's genius. Let's do that. So that wasn't tough. Getting someone to read it. No one will read it. Was the tough part. Yeah. Getting someone to read it was tough. Getting someone to invest money in it was tough. Getting someone to let us film it was like that. Like the tough part didn't come till after we wrote. So we, we actually, like we didn't have any famous friends or have agents or managers. So we had the script that we're like, I like this. It would, this would be fun to make. And we went and shot a proof of concept, basically a five minute trailer with Tyler and Zach and myself and our friend Dave and Andrew. And it was much easier to get somebody to watch a five minute video than read a script. And then they were like, oh, okay, now I'll read the script because I like how that feels. That's and, great advice. And as writers, um, we knew, like I study trailers, I study trailer moments, I study how you, like what you need to tell the story. Like in our, in our trailer, you know, we wrote for like, you say the thing, you let a Down syndrome guy with no money, no family, and no idea how to get along in this world just slip out from under your nose in the thin air. Like, that's in the trailer. Because we, like, so when we went and shot the proof of concept, we knew these are the moments we have to shoot to make this thing feel epic and beautiful and big and, like, and and this is what we can do and this is what we can't do and that's going to cost too much. So, like, as being writers first... <coughs> 
um, you know, it's funny because we came to directing, and by the way, I'm bouncing around here. So uh, we came to directing, I think, you know, it goes writing, directing, editing. And we were sort of right. I was a writer first. Mike was a direct or an editor first. And then we met in the middle and then combined our kind of talents on the directing side. So it was kind of cool to be like that was in some ways, I think directing was the easiest part compared comparatively to the edit or like the, you know, when you write, when we, when we direct, we talk about this a lot. We direct in the writing room. We're already thinking, we're already going through all the big decisions in the writing room. What was the moment where you actually, you made the video, mm -hmm. you got some people to watch the video and then they requested to read the script. Is that how it worked? There, there was no, there was no clear, like, and here's your moment. Okay. I, I, and as a writer, I'd love it would be better if, if it would yeah. be better if that happened. And there we were in a street corner, holding our iPhones up into the air, praying. And then he drove by and said, "You yeah. know what, kid? You got something. Get in the limo." Um, no, it was a slow, arduous, gritty like Ye like year, like years. Yeah, I and, go ahead. Mike. And little little pieces. We talk about rock climbing sometimes, and how you have if you have one hold, you're in a really dangerous position. If you have two hands, two feet, and you're on a rope. So is establishing how do you get your first hold? First how do you get your first hold? hold? So getting one actor to say yes, getting another actor to say yes, getting you got two holds is not as dangerous. If one slips, you still got another, you know, because getting stuff made, you know, this in this industry, um, it does require like at, if you're going to spend money, there usually it usually comes with we would like a cast that ha can make our money back from a business perspective and so yeah it was like okay you get one person who wants to be in it and then you get two and three you know and producers that help with that as well that have like yeah. some legitimacy because our cast is amazing i'm so grateful for the actors that came out yeah and we're like we never made anything so it's a big ask to have somebody trust us yeah. and i think producers add that legitimacy yeah. and then the money that comes with having the cast that's having legitimacy it's all sort of a spider web of how it all gets yeah. held together Wow. So if you have any advice, say I have an indie script. Let's say you have an indie script. Yeah. Which I do. Yeah. Um, of course. Yeah. We're writers. We're writers. Yeah. I also have one too. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So I also have an indie script. So uh, maybe I don't have an agent or a manager. We, don't yeah. have, we didn't have agents or manager either. Yes, keep going. I'm, so, just, I'm just identifying. I'm feeling you out. You're yeah. being the hype man. You're yeah. being... Um, yeah. I'm, I'm the guy behind you swinging my shirt. Yeah. What should I do today? To, uh, is the script already written? Yeah. And you have it. It's written. What can you do today? Do you have any edit knowledge, camera knowledge? Is it all you have is a script? All I have is a script. And you have an audio recorder right here. But uh, yeah, I have. Do I would do a table read. Table read. Okay. Yeah. I would do it. Yeah, that's that's one of the things you have. I'm like, okay, I would do a table read uh, with actors, and this is we we were gonna do this, but we had a we have cameras, so we did it different. But like, I and I. This doesn't mean it'll work, but I personally would do a dope table read and I would start passing that out and be like, hey, listen to this on your way to work. And even record it, like record the table uh -huh. read. Because exactly. again, it's so hard to get somebody to read something, but if they can just listen to it, like yeah. a podcast, people love podcasts. Yep. Do a redacted script table read, record it, make sure that shit's dope, direct the performances how you want, give a little bit of edit, maybe even throw in a little bit of sound design, hire a buddy, yeah, yeah, a little bit of music, a little bit of sound design. And make it, it an audio, cost it's you. an audio play. It's an audio play. And that's, we were going to do that, but we did that for the proof of, we did it with the proof of concept. That's what I would do. Thank you so much, guys. Of course. I wish you the best of luck yeah. with the Thank Peanut you. Butter Falcon. I really appreciate you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. And again, you are listening to 
The Script Lab podcast with Shaney Edwards. You can hear it here. Uh, download and share subscribe. with your friends. Hit subscribe. Smash the like button. Yes, and thank you very much. Uh, we will see you next week where we have our guest, Martin Scorsese oh. and Gwyneth Paltrow on the script, the, the script thingy.